It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNC's apply. What about a little bit of coffee for thought? Some cafe coffee catch-ups. And we had, uh, we had the golden one on last week. He said at the end of the interview, he said, any time, fellas. Well, any time has come around real quick yes. for the golden one, and we got him back on the line because you're back, Izzy, as well. He's got plenty of energy. You've got plenty of energy. I need plenty of energy. So we welcome the golden one back to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Good morning, Jeffrey. Oh, the 8 p.m. text on a Sunday night. Everyone loves those. <laughs> what are you doing tomorrow morning? <laughs> morning, fellas. Morning, fellas. How are we going? <laughs> Good, mate. We just need the energy from you, Jeffrey, on a Monday morning. Get up and about, you know? I'm ready to go. Kids are off to school, mate. I'm, uh, I'm one coffee deep myself. So uh, what do you want to talk about? Test match on the weekend. All Blacks. Let's talk about the All Blacks on the weekend. What did you think? I think everyone saw it. Um, we've heard plenty of explanation. Look, they were really frustrated and disappointed with their first sort of 20, 25 minutes where they had a lot of mistakes, a lot of errors. Look, I... I I think overall, the first test match against a, a rugby championship side, uh, a Southern Hemisphere side, which they know so very, very well. Dave Rennie knows well. Uh, both teams just came out and really, they just didn't deliver on the first 20 minutes of the game. And then the All Blacks do what they've done in so many other test matches before. For 15 minutes after half time, they were good. Really, really good. Um, you know, they missed out on what would have been one of the great tries in rugby with a, a, a forward pass from Aaron Smith, but you know, an intercept from Richie Mwanga swung the tide. And then really, I mean, at 33 8 the game is over and, and they sort of went to sleep. So everyone saw it. I, I think the biggest questions now are, do they make changes because of that? Or do they give the same group another opportunity to go out and perform? I'd, I'd assume, barring injuries, um, that, that they will give the majority of the guys a chance to, I think, start better and play better because maybe this was, in their mind, their best team on form. Doldy, I just want to talk, for 68 minutes, the All Blacks, it was 33-8. What, what do we take out of that last 12 minutes with that score being 33-25, and what does that do for the Wallabies, and how do the All Blacks feel about that? that they'll be absolutely gutted. That's, that's a straight into their heart, leading those couple of tries in towards the end. I think Dave Rennie's a realist as well, though, the fact that he knew that the game was probably gone, and so 
you saw mm. and all, and this is not an easy position for reserves to come in on, is the fact that, yes, we'd prefer if they kept their standards high in terms of their performance. And they certainly, I think this is one area they'd be disappointed was their ill-discipline again. It hurt us last year. Yeah. Mm. Um, the fact that simple, fundamental things like offsides, um, um, not understanding the rules at ruck time and, and guys playing the ball with their hands when they can't. Uh, I think little things like that, which are really controllable, I think that'll frustrate um, Ian Foster because it really just gave them an opportunity to get some confidence when it wasn't really necessary, you know, and we've got to learn to back our defence. We really, really do. So um, I look at that point of view and go, look, they lost Dane Coles, lost Scott Barrett, uh, and and two guys who, who, when they play for the All Blacks, they do make a real impact. And losing Coles late and... It just felt to me as though all of a sudden we just we just relaxed just enough to show that if you do relax, teams will come out and hurt you. And they are a good team. Mm. I mean, are they good enough to beat the All Blacks? I'm not exactly sure. I mean, it's the same analogy when you start talking about um, missing goal kicks from Australia, right? The fact that if they make a few more of them, scores a little bit closer, the All Blacks will react differently. Um, uh, and, and it's probably one area that I think for the All Blacks in recent years that that the last couple in particular, that ruthlessness you'd expect out of them. Yeah. When you are in control, you just don't back off at any point. And I'm sure some hard conversations will be had today at a review. Izzy, we've all been on a Monday review where um, <laughs> the honest truths come out, and it hurts. And there's some people who have to answer some questions, and rightfully so. Yeah, that's what I, I thought with that, especially that last try in the 82nd minute. What does that do to the heart? And you touched on it with the ruthlessness. I just feel, I don't know what it is. You know, I've been out of the environment for a while now, so I don't know what that is. But what that does to other sides, saying that, yeah, well, maybe they're not as ruthless as, as they probably have been in the past. I just think it's a really, I mean, it's, there are areas, and I think if you look back though, in recent years, the first test match against Australia, sometimes been a bit of a challenge um, because mm. it is that first one of the season which generally has been against a uh, world-class opposition. Now, are they world-class? I think they've got some world-class players who are coming to it. Um, they've certainly got uh, a, a, an attacking a flair about their game, I think, which is they've got some players who have really started to show they can put you under pressure. Um, there's, there's some little things when Matt Tamua came on at 12, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays and starts this week because it looked as though they had a little bit more direction on their attack. Um, so it's just a yeah. matter of... of um, and their line-out was poor, um, the Wallabies, for the first mm. 25 minutes. They couldn't win a line-out. So they'll make great improvements like the All Blacks will, will well, you'd expect to. And they've got to do it again at Eden Park this weekend. So, look, I, I, there were still some real positives. I still saw some things out of some guys when we were playing well. If we, we What we do know is that Richie Moana is the... Was a game changer, um, and when I talk mm. about that try that was disallowed, like the confidence playing into the breeze five metres from your own line, try and make a line break, um, you know, and have the ability to do that. That's something that's really rare, and you know, it, it, if plays like that, you look at it and go, you know what, those those can change the game. But David Harvey got into his work really well, um, and it's, it's his first test at twelve against a, 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 a tier one nation. Um, so, yeah, I think overall um, there are some things you like. I did enjoy Rico on the wing. What did you think? Yeah, I, I loved Rico on the I wing. I love, I, like, especially with that, yeah, Especially with that disallowed try. You watch uh, where he comes from. He is about five metres 
behind that uh, the Australian winger, and for him and Dmac timed that pass perfectly. For him to get in behind that defender and make that break, that's where I love uh, Rico because at centre I feel like he's got to make a lot more decisions on the wing. He can just play with freedom, doesn't have to pass, just give him the ball, and he just runs. And we know how quick he is. So I'm a I'm a big big fan of Rico on the wing, and I totally agree with 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 you. There you, you go. Yeah, I just that that to me it's the you know there's some guys when you, they get the ball you sort of just hold your breath waiting to see what's going to happen and he's that type of player he's that explosive yeah you know, even if there's players in front of him you know, he's got the ability to to explode into a gap and he'll get you over the advantage line and then it's the ability like you talked about with just pure gas I mean I thought I just like those signs and some things that you, know, you get back to to what guys do really really well and to me that's what made him so great on the wing so. I imagine, you know, I don't think they'll make too many changes. Uh, whether or not, I mean, we feel as though the loose forward combination made an impact on the game. Um, you know, they worked, but they really didn't get a chance to, to, to do some of the things they're really mm. good at. Uh, I'm just interested in structures, too. It seemed like most of our forwards spent a lot of time in the middle of the park. No, there was nothing on the edges, yeah. which we'd done a lot of against Tonga and Fiji. So whether or not they're holding that back, um, but we didn't see likes of a Cody Taylor on the edge. Um, uh, we didn't see Artie on the edge uh, too often, whether that was just the nature of the um, conditions. Look, I'll tell you what it was. It was actually really challenging because there was the grass was quite long in Eden Park, is he? And the, uh, when that, that rain came in, the moisture really held uh, on the field. And split seconds mm. in terms of catching and passing, they hurt, right? They just that means defences get up quicker and think just that you know, I think that's where we saw some uncharacteristic errors as well. So I maybe think I'd li- I'd probably like us to maybe earlier on in games kick a little bit more for territory to control maybe that where we play the game so we can really um, work our way into the match. Well, that's a good point actually. I, I was sort of watching and I kept thinking that they were the Wallabies uh, midfield in particular were really rushing up on us, and I was wondering, even if say Bowden Barrett was at first five, whether those little kicks in behind that he he's so familiar to his game might have just been a way to unsettle the Wallabies. But I did think as well, Golden One, that uh, the hundred Test veteran in um, Aaron Smith, his some of his passing right on that advantage line as well was was quite electric, and he was able to um, play quite a pivotal role in a couple of those tries. Absolutely. Once we get going, I mean, and, and we get some sort of momentum, look, he, is, he, is, uh, he can be the difference about you know, continuing with the momentum, getting your continuity. And, and look, Aaron Smith's a legend of the game. Look, he's changed. Um, and and Marshy said this after the game, and he's absolutely right. He's, he's changed the game, but also he's changed the way the All Blacks have been able to play, just with his delivery, his speed from ruck to ruck, his conditioning, and then obviously through his... I think his tireless work ethic that he has, he has, he has shown and, and led through. So, you know, I think um, it's a great celebration for them. I think in some ways now um, he'll want to move on from that because I think it was weighing on him and he'll want to get, I think, back to and, and help this team deliver on all of its potential. And he's a big part of it. So, yeah, it's great to see him get there, Nuggie. And, look, it's, um, it was a privilege to have been to see there and celebrate it with him at, at Eden Park in front of what was a fantastic crowd, 47,000. Really hopeful that you know, we can get some strong ticket sales through this week. Because this is a decider now in terms of the Blitherslow Cup, you know. Um, if you're there once, and maybe this is a, you know, there's another um, section of people who haven't had an opportunity to go because they missed out. 
get in and have a crack at this one and, and be there to see, hopefully, um, uh, Sam Whitelock lift the British Lake up and, and lock that away again, which is uh, what we always want to see every year when we play the Wallabies, boys. We don't want to see that thing come yes, across absolutely. that Tasman or give them any any sort of hope. Well, <laughs> so there's no point in trying to hold on to your money just in case the uh, the NRL grand final comes over because the Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, has just said that the NRL will unlikely happen in New Zealand. So spend your money on the Bledisloe Cup tickets this week and go and watch the All Blacks serve it up to the Aussies because they'll be better for it this week and they'll be more cohesive and they'll be ready to roll. So we'll, we can all go and enjoy ourselves at at, uh, at Eden Park. The um, Just one one more thing before we let you go, please, uh, Jeffrey, is uh, Izzy has dived into his contact book deep and he and we got Will Carling who was on, on before as well and he joined us and talking about the Lions, and I'm sure you watch the Lions because I know you're a sports nuffy too, so you would have been up all, all hours watching it. How boring was that rugby? That's why it's called My Sky. <laughs> you My Sky, brother, you record it, and then you watch it on Sunday morning and fast forward. Watching it fast forward between all the bits that don't matter. I'll tell you what the thing that stands out to me, and so this is, this is what I'll leave you to ponder, is that if you think about it in the end, the two last Lions series have been decided by the referee. And I think that's a concern. Mm. The, one, the error made here in New Zealand, um, which finally they admitted to in World Rugby, and, and, um, uh, and then this one is on a scrum penalty in the last play of the game. I think to me that sums it up. You know, Doesn't that sum it up as the fact that yeah, I think it was just the nature of these two teams, the way they matched up, they worked out to themselves that they couldn't afford the score to blow out. They couldn't afford for it to get an open style of footy. Springboks went and underdone. Look, it was tough, man. It's been a tough watch this whole series. Um, they did what they thought they could do to try and win. Um, and, and look, I yeah, I, I think I'm like a lot of people. Um, you're disappointed uh, by, I suppose, the nature and attitude of both teams going in and, and I felt for Warren Gatlin in some ways the fact because he probably knew what he was going to get from South Africa. South Africa know that's how they win. Does their best at won them a Rugby World Cup. They're very, very good at it. Um, and they admittedly, and Andre Pollard, their first five, the key decision maker and, and playmaker in their team, admitted it before the series even started. He doesn't care what people think. It's winning rugby. And that's what, you know, as a mm. professional on that highest level, isn't that what they're paid to do, is go out there and win for their country and they want to win and they'll do whatever it takes. Well, whatever it takes isn't really overly exciting at the moment and we can be happy to see the back end of it and uh, we'll keep throwing it around. We might, might make the odd mistake here or there, but at least we can see what hopefully will be some exciting footy. Um, we'll see. Uh, we'll take South Africa on, whether it's uh, here in New Zealand or Australia, and see whether or not we can, um, we can run them around a bit. Good man. Jeffrey, thank you very much for joining us, mate. I'll tell you what, I'll watch Thanks, Goldie. any day the flare. I found that boring. Anyway, you're a champion, Goldie. Thanks very much for joining <laughs> us, mate. <laughs> have, have a great week. Lads, always. Maybe not next week. But maybe the week after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's one good thing. I know that you're going to answer your phone at 8 p.m. on a Sunday night. Beautiful. Thanks, Goldie. Well, that was, that was the McCafe catch-up, and it was just... Outstanding from the golden one. Jeez, he's good, isn't he? Very, he's very great. Good. He's anyway, got great we, detail, uh, man. Got... He is. He is good. It's good to hear you two going at it too about tactics. It's brilliant. Couple of all black geniuses just explaining how the game unfolds to all of us common folk who just love the game out there. 
Is he right? It is 8.20 in the morning on a Monday, and we have got Pumawate coming up very soon. But for now, it is Baz Nizzi for breakfast, and it's big thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91